Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite little podcast for good friends. We sit at a table and we start talking about all kinds of geeky stuff. We're talking about comic books and movies. Today we're going to talk about some gaming. Oh, busting out the polyhedrals, bricks of dice, gathering the D10s. Let's do this. We're also talking about video games oh. and table. Oh, yeah, that's There's other gaming. Although the gaming enthusiast is Darren. Yeah, that's why well, the tabletop enthusiast. I'll take that title. The uh, the uh, RPG rookie is Andrew. Oh, thanks. Squire. Well, He's the squire. You do not call me a squire. Rookie. Andrew the squire. I, I didn't call you a noob. Better than squire. I think squire. squires can hold their own. A little bit. Not really. I can hold a sword for somebody else. <laughs> the first person struggler is Derek. First person struggler. Playing TF2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not good at FPSs or anything like that, so. And, and non-hardcore. And uh, non-hardcore uh, host, Anthony Silva, is myself. Yeah. But you know what? As long as I'm having fun. Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to be tops on the Halo yeah. server. We're not raiding every night. No, yeah. Well, and not anymore. <laughs> So long as you're having fun and not getting cussed out by a seven-year-old on the other end. That's I mean, well, God. That's why I don't play Xbox Live. Because <laughs> oh, that video freaked me out. Oh, the uh, the women? No, the, the seven-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, and the like, parent was egging him on and egging her on and everything. I was like, a handful, oh, a handful of months ago, that video got real popular on YouTube. It's a video where this uh, little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a little girl. It's like a little eight-year-old girl or something. Her father lets her uh, shit talk on fucking on on the Xbox Live while he's yeah. playing, and it was like feeding her things to say. It yeah. was just it was bad. Well, and I love it because they have a fifty-five inch like TV and like a three hundred dollar apartment. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you could really tell the priorities. Like, like you could see into the bedroom. There's no box screen on the bed. Things are not very cleanly. But he's got a 55-inch screen TV, and he's busting out on Xbox. Well, on Xbox. he's got it on credit, which will destroy him. Oh, God. It will destroy it him. Will, it will destroy just, him. And, like, like, the way this girl was going off, I swear. And I think partly she didn't know exactly what she was saying. No, But she, she was reinforced she by the attention I think she knew. that she was getting. I think she at, knew. At eight, at eight there's, there's, I believe there's, there's a range of words, curse words, that you kind of understand... Perhaps their context, but I mean, some of that stuff is like, yeah. I, I just believe, yeah. I believe you may know their bad words, but you don't understand. Uh, the except, yeah, so what you're they saying mean. she's understanding. She's swearing, but yeah, not, no, yeah. I think she knew she was swearing, and because she was encouraged, that she thought it was okay, but she didn't really understand uh, many of the words she was actually saying. Yeah, I mean, she was throwing out the N word a lot, and I don't really think that she really understood. Stands yeah. like the the emotional impact, the severity of yeah. Yeah. some yeah. of those words. It's jacked up. Oh, that was messed up. Kids, man, Jokovic. What are you gonna do? Uh, but for fun, Jokovic. You know, <laughs> that's your answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that or punch her in the taint. <laughs> you guys cut that out. <laughs> She's only thirteen. No, she's eight. Okay, okay. We'll just give her a little bit of electric shock therapy. 
Right, that, that worked, right? And how about we just how about we was, just how about we just call child protective services? How about we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Should be in a foster home. Should be like running the whole Xbox, joining the foster home. <laughs> running game on these motherfuckers. <laughs> what, bitch? You ain't got no game. I'm ready, blood, bitch. It's my my house. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot going on in um, the tabletop RPG um, Pathfinder. Uh, seemingly is uh, starting up their own miniatures line. No, I was thinking uh, they're succeeding D and D as uh, the the number one gaming. This is this is based on specific information in quarter two, uh, with reference to um, printed material purchased by sellers. They are the number one. Um, Pathfinder is the number one gaming. Selling right now. Yeah. And that yeah. makes a lot of sense because most of Wizard stuff is done online. Well, so. uh, this is the first time uh, since 96, 97 that Wizard or that D&D has not been number one. And that mm-hmm. was only because there was a six month period of time when nothing was being published by them because that was the transition between TSR and Wizards. Oh, of I gotcha. So I think, um, uh, and during that time, White Wolf. Reign Supreme. Mm. Um, And I think it's interesting, at least it it shows how impactful that system is to the tabletop genre. So it shows how impactful that system is to tabletop gaming. And I I fully believe that they are a contender. um, Obviously they're, they're, they're a contender to, you know, financially beat your opponent, you know, in, in, in this world of business, that obviously means that you've got something that people want. Yeah. And I think I think what really helps them out is um, monthly publications. I don't fully feel that the gaming community, um, as much as technology increases, that they're fully ready to make that transition. What, you mean like to digital? To digital. And I think people are still needing a, a publication to go to. A lot of the uh, Wizards of the Coast stuff is online mm-hmm. with Dragon Magazine, Dungeon Magazine. And for for those fans who, one, like that setting, like that like that system, and prefer that method, then then I think that really suits them. That suits that audience. Um, and I, I think... Um, a majority of that that audience at least likes that that monthly assistance because it also helps them feel supported. Um, I really like the uh, all the online stuff that D and D has put out with the fourth edition, um, the the the, the compendium, sheets. the character builder. Like the character builder mm. alone, I think is fantastic. Is such is such a nice thing that, like, I guess you just never really knew uh, you wanted it until it was given to you. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, the alternative beforehand. I mean, there's a lot of times when we would make characters, and some people would have books that I didn't. You know, and you're just like books around your yeah, you know, you know, or like you don't know something exists, and then somebody else gets it. You're like, oh, that would have been perfect with well, my I, build. Yeah. And I kind of take it to that because I have a uh, 3.5 character builder online. Mm-hmm. No, not online. It was on a disc they gave me way mm-hmm. back when, and it was cool and all. But seeing what you guys showed me, like with fourth edition and yeah. having that little printout, and essentially having what it looked like to be my button to hit, you know. 
do my attack. Like, mm-hmm. I understood which ones my dailies. I understood what I could do. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's and that's just the design of of Foro is that they made it uh, a lot easier for uh, for new players to yeah to get jump into in. yeah. And, and that's certainly, but I can say for Pathfinder, however, because I did do a little bit of research on Pathfinder. I kind of like Pathfinder a little bit better because instead of everything being broken up into smaller books, like, you know, like there's the player's handbook, there's the monster manual and everything, you had one big FN, you know, Pathfinder book. Well, and actually to help you out even more as a beginning player, Pathfinder is releasing their their beginner box in October. But I think having both, I would not, as much as I am a Pathfinder fan, I respect the impact that Wizards of the Coast has on the hobby as a whole. My my biggest uh, view would have the hobby encouraged. If Pathfinder's not your deal, go to Fourth Edition. Oh, fourth yeah. Edition's not your feel. Go to Shadowrun with Catalyst uh, Games. If that's not your deal, you can go to the newly acquired license that Fantasy Flight has acquired, which is Star Wars. And they're actually Ooh. doing an X-wing. They're doing an X-wing uh, um, space battle game. They're also going to be doing a, a card game and soon to be releasing a role-playing game. Okay, that's what I And want. there's a lot of other side games, too. A buddy of ours picked up, uh, again, I think it's called Elemental Phase. Um, Eclipse. I, Eclipse Phase, thank yeah. you. Um, uh, we haven't played it, but... We no, we haven't played it yet, but it does, look, it does look like a strong game, and there's a lot out there. Well, yeah, yeah. Dragon Age Origins was supposed to be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't know yet. Yeah. But, but you got the guide! <laughs> You got the starter book. You're my DM. No, I don't. You haven't given me anything. No, I gave it. You have the starter book from uh, Free RPG Day. Oh God, Free RPG Day does not. It's not a starter book. Well, it's a starter. Book. It, was a, it said starter book on the board. Starter start, yeah. it, it, It's not help. Does not help me make a campaign. Mm. Um, but with Gen Con just happening, there's a lot of big releases. Um, a little uh, a week before Gen Con, Pathfinder had or uh, uh, Paizo, who publishes Pathfinder, had announced that they were going to do the miniature line. Uh, uh, um, that Wizards of the Coast had dropped their miniature line in January of this year, basically saying that they they couldn't uh, up keep the costs, but they were going to look into other avenues, such as paper minis or tokens or things of that nature, yeah. to fulfill those niches. Paper minis? Really? Um, yeah, that's Paizo had announced that they uh, partnered with WizKids to release um, these new fully painted miniatures. Um, these kids are hero clicks, right? Yes. Yeah, but they were doing the D&D minis, right? No, WizKids was not doing the D&D, oh, D&D okay, minis. Oh, okay, my bad. So, this caused a little bit of hubbub. One is that... Well, yeah, I mean, the, the people that are beating you were going into another market that you just let go. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and so Wizards of the Coast... Um, came back and basically said, we are going to come back with a line. Now, I have to wonder, I mean, like, in, in I mean, for most people, role-playing, tabletop role-playing now involves minis. You go, you get the Reaper minis or, you know, wherever you like to get minis, um, and you put them on your map as, you know, the game's kind of designed to use minis now. Not everyone still does, but it makes everything so much easier. Um, so, I mean, you've already got those, these, these minis is a separate game, and I figure, like, in my head, if you're going to get into a minis game, I would think that you would get into, like, the Warhammer or things like that. If you wanted to get into a fantasy uh, mini miniature game, then why not just go in tabletop roleplay? Well, actually, that's not entirely true. The minis that Pathfinder's coming out with is not a part of a game. But the new D&D miniatures 
is going to be associated with more of a skirmisher type of game. Yeah. Pathfinder has not released um, uh, or uh, said that these new minis are associated with a new set of rules. They have asked what their uh, consumers would like to see, uh, and the, the forum boards, a lot of people have said that they'd like to see a game. A lot of minis are simply going to reflect the creatures from a setting that they love. Um, and so, so let, me, let me ask you guys from uh, a noob to the whole minis thing. I mean, do they sell them in sets like you have zombies or you have, you know, like, you know, orcs or something? Or Well, uh, um, this is what Pathfinder is going to do, and, and uh, I'll go into what Wizards is going to do. Okay. Pathfinder uh, is releasing a set. Their first set is called Heroes and Monsters. It's supposed to come out in December. Okay. And that's going to be all randomized. And the way that they're doing it is your more common creatures are the creatures that you're actually going to fight more. Mm-hmm. And then your more rares are, are going to be creatures that you're going to fight. Maybe your once, higher level. Like yeah. a lich or things yeah. of that nature. They are also going to do uh, specific um, sets throughout the year, starting in January, of skeletons, orcs, um, zombies, things of that nature. So you can get like a predetermined set of yeah, like, like you know five yes, or whatever. Uh, yes. Nice. Are they going um, to be, have they released if they're going to be plastic or not? No, they they are they are made of uh, of resin plastic, but the paint jobs are superb. With that though, the cost is a little iffy. It kind of depends on what you want. Well, like the the little randomized uh, booster packs, they're like ten bucks, right? For like four or five. Okay, but this is how they're breaking this down. Um, and and just to answer your other question, yeah. uh, Wizards of the Coast is only doing specialized packs. So the problem with that, or at least the financial issue with that, is to make up the money that you would have in the metal sculpts. Yeah, it's going to take a lot more. Yeah, because essentially, if a, if a pack is not popular, you can't sell that pack. Versus a random where you're like, well, there's a chance that I might get you know some yeah. creature that I want. Yes, um, but um, the the there's going to be three different types of uh, or two different types of boosters. One is your standard booster, which comes with... The booster is going to be set up like this. Okay. Uh, your standard booster is going to have two like two small creatures or one medium creature, and the other one's going to have one large. The other booster is going to have one large creature in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard booster is going to be close to four bucks. So that's for two or one these, mini. These are the Paizos? Yes. So if you really break it down... For each um, um, tiny, you're spending like two bucks. Or for each medium, you're spending like two bucks. Your larges are four. And but you know what? If they're quality, I don't mind. Well, don't yeah, and that's WizKids. Though. WizKids, I mean, HeroClix, they've always looked solid. Well, and actually, the, the, the most popular line that WizKids has had is the Green Lantern. Uh, line. That oh, I, can, I the, can tell you, I was very tempted when I went to Free Comic Book Day, and they had the brightest day collection, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" And as much as you saw that line and you loved it, yeah, WizKids is doing a better job than that, according to their rep. Oh Jesus! And well, that, of course. like, uh, the the paint, uh, the number of paint schemes. I think normally their figures go through three or four. Uh-huh. Uh, the Pathfinders are going through nine. Wow! Wow! Um, so that shows you the level of detail in these minis. Yeah. Uh, yeah either way, awesome. either way, I think uh, you know Wizard of the Coast brought out the uh, the miniatures line to begin with, and I think it was really helpful. It was really easy to just pick up and represent whatever creature that the, the group was fighting, and, and I'm glad that they were introduced. I think I think it's great for monsters. Um, 
characters, for, for characters, yeah, characters, not so much. Not so much. Well, the detail that I have been seeing in in these sculpts have been amazing. And at least, if anything, I hope that the healthy competition between Paizo and Wizards breeds out even better minis for Wizards. All I want yeah. is really for the hobby to gain traction. Yeah. Oh really, yeah, one hundred percent. So I mean, I mean, like, um, where do you see where do you see tabletop gaming going oh. in the future? All right, go, go, Andrew, go. Okay, so uh, I don't know if everyone's been following this, but we had the Microsoft Surface table. Oh, yes, this is what I was going to talk about, too. Okay, so essentially what you have is you have a gigantic iPad, is essentially. That's yeah. A, yeah, good representation. Um, but I think what the, if the future is actually going to be is I'm hoping that minis are now going to come with RFID chips. Which basically to represent them on the table exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. way, when you do an attack or something, your character's walking and gonna go do something. Like you actually see the animation that you see them, you know, doing something. Honestly, like that. I don't. I don't want. I mean, I don't want to see. I don't want. Wait, you want a Yu-Gi-Oh thing? No, no, not <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh type of thing, but just something to where you have a visual representation on your board. Uh, you basically you, you tap your your mini on the board and you can select where where it goes. It registers your mini. Uh, I think this we're is, talking about seeing an attack. Well, I would like to see an attack. I would oh, actually okay. like to see yeah, like like animation. if you shoot fire, you know, you might may not be coming from your character itself, but you see fire on the board mm-hmm. in a general direction. Yeah, like, like if you have a, a fireball, you know, it's it's a six by six. You yeah. see, well, a yeah, six I see by that six too. Like square. I see zones being, you know, okay, well, you know, this area is affected with this for five. Yeah, rounds. I mean that that's the fucking future. Yeah. I, I do see it as as the future of gaming. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is, I think it 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 presents itself to a minority who go into the hobby. I think a, a slim amount of people are going to actually be able to de- delve into those aspects. Yeah, well, and this is where I think it's going to be. Uh, I think because I think it's not it's not like a like surface is going to be the end all be all. That's going to be the high end shit. I yeah. think what's going to start is I think it's going to start with the computer here. So we will all have a laptop, and we're all seeing the map too. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, and there's multiple programs that do that currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your main one, your main uh, head hunter in that uh, is D20 Pro. Mm-hmm. D20 Pro, uh, who had um, aligned itself with Hero Labs, uh, is really the head contender in um, online, um, you know, table tabletop kind of thing where everybody's registered and everybody's seeing the same thing. You can create customized maps yeah. and, and things of that nature to go yeah. with certain systems. It's super hip. Yeah, and it's really good for, you know, friends that are in multiple states, you know, overseas, that, you know, that's whatever. That's what kind of excites me, too, is the, yeah. the idea, because we have Sal, our friend, is in Pasadena. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to get together with him. Yeah, and, and our buddy Mason is now in Boston, so yeah. it's something we're, we're, we're currently looking into as well. It's, um, it's very cool. Um, but no, I do think that the uh, what the Microsoft what Microsoft Surface Surface. I do think that that's going to become a. Um, I mean, it's not going to replace anything, but I do think it's going to be a big part of tabletop gaming. As I think, yes, right now that's a very expensive object. Yeah. But five years from now, it's going to be a fraction of its original cost. Well, yeah. Consider this. I mean, we're just now getting. I mean, tablets. I mean, tablets. We yeah. have the iPad. Which was a big jump, and now we're starting to get a whole flood of tablets. But you figure oh. the the iPhone itself is five years old. Yeah, and at the at the time, like that was like the first touch smartphone. I mean, before that, well, actually, the tablets were made before the phones. No, were. but I'm saying that the the iPhone really kicked up that technology oh, yeah, yeah. and made it more uh, user friendly. Yeah. yeah, it made it more versatile. Um, 
But it was kind of it was the first like touch smartphone. Before that, it was Blackberries and and whatnot. And now five years later, you can buy an iPhone for a hundred bucks. When that first one was like five plus. Yeah. The iPad uh, two years now or is it one yeah, year? Yeah, it's about two years. Yeah, it's about two years. Um, even that is, I mean, the iPad 2's coming out now, so now the, the price is back up. Yeah, but the iPad 2's out, and the price is kind of back, but the old iPad 1 is not as expensive anymore. Yeah. And when so, the iPad 3 comes out, I mean, it's just going to be the same type of... Well, I think you're going to deal with one huge issue in, in terms of this. It, well, two issues that kind of reflect one another. One is size. Mm-hmm. Gaming, re- regardless of the technology, I mean, in order to kind of flesh out a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm. you would need a large... Tablet, a large board. I um, mean, not you're even necessarily if you, no, because you could zoom and move the screen. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to work like this. I think you're going to have. I want minis. Well, I, I do. No, 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 yeah, I still like the minis. The minis, but like if you need to zoom in on something, like you pause the frame, well, take is, the characters off the off the table, and zoom in. Or, or even this. I mean, not even saying say like each player has their phone with them or something. The DM could, could be controlling what you see. Like bringing the focus to the battle, you know, to what you're doing. I would rather do that on a laptop as opposed to. Well, yeah, I know. I'm saying you know, anything, any screen in general. I'm just if like, I had, yeah. if I had an iPad, I'd like a like a character, um, like a character sheet app, where I can you know just kind of tally in you know hit points, damage, you know attack this, attacks used, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that'd be totally cool because essentially, you know, like when we sit at a table, we've got you know four or five guys, you know, with Two, three pieces of paper out. We need a little space for rolling. Like, we're, you know, we got borders And then we crossed. have books and we're looking up rules and stuff. Like, it yeah. would be nice to just have that. I mean, then, and then, honestly, that's all I would want of any kind of device for. Like, hold my character sheet and then if I wanted to look something up, I could go look that up. Tab out. But, I mean, I would really want the surface, a playing surface. Yeah, there could be a playing surface. And another thing to be uh, said, too, I mean, Magic the Gathering, they have their uh, Xbox 360 version. And the thing I really love about this is they have those moments, you know, like, you forget rules. Like, because, you know, Magic has a billion... Well, Magic's rules are ridiculous. They're ridiculous, but they have those sometimes where you're like, oh, you know, we all know what flying does. But essentially you're like, well, what does flying do? And you could pause it real quick, click on the word flying, and it would give you a brief explanation of flying so that on the fly you could quickly adjust your playing habits to being like, I'm about to get fucked. You know, and realizing if I do this, I'm not going to be as fucked. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I feel that could really help out D and D, in the sense that if I could look up a rule real quick to kind of keep along, so I'm not, you know, an expert like any of you guys, but I could still not be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think some sites still allow that versatility. You uh, for Pathfinder, there's the D20 PFSRD. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has their um, SRD. Or it's open source. You can instantly look up. Oh, well, there's attacks of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or for wizards, it's opportunity attacks. But I would, uh, or I would like, I would love that though. Like like what Ant's saying, like a tablet to where you have your character sheet. You know, the shit that's going on could be you know. Tra- it's got links and stuff. Yeah, so that you could quickly you know adjust and you know figure out what's going on. So you could see like like for instance, okay, like say like we have a board here, but I have my iPad of the same board, uh-huh. and I'm going to make my movements. And instead of being a dipshit in front of all you guys and be like, oh, I'm going to move diagonal five spaces, and you guys be like, you can't do that. I could check on my pad. Oh, so you want to check? You want something you can try beforehand? <laughs> yeah, and kind of like kind of guesstimate and learn the game. That would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be like, like, oh, okay. Well, I move here. That is correct. You know, just something. That's 
to, to say you had like five tablet devices that synced up with a centralized uh, DM's tablet or something or laptop, which is what D twenty Pro does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, to make it portable, because because I think the the best thing about role playing is the personal experience yeah. of you sitting at a table with your friends, and so like. It's cool with your friends who can't be with you. You can go online. You can game with them there um, over Ventrilo or whatever uh, voice chat they have uh, there. But I think, I mean, personally for me, I always want that table experience. So for yeah. me, for me, I would want, you know, the future uh, tablets that sync together and then the, the Microsoft um, thing. Surface. Surface, yeah. you know, to all link together. So, uh, you know, like if... If the DM attacks you with his monster, your tablet and your hit points drop. You don't even have to, uh, you know, tally. Um, tally it. It's just automatic. Yeah. You know, digital rolling and all that. One thing that's available now, but uh, it's kind of expensive, um, and I'm hoping costs might go down on the future, is 3D printing is on the rise. Oh, God, yes. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, I mean, we could feasibly make drawings. Because, I mean, one of my problems is, you know... I mean, I love minis, but you won't always want a mini tailored to well, that, your character. Like, so you could draw out your character and send it to these places, and they can make you a mini based on your drawing. Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. So, I mean, you could have your, your little... Your I little, thought I was going to have to wear glasses for a second. No, 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 no. no, so, I mean, like, you know, your little gunslinger guy that you're that you're playing right now, you can be like, you know, have... You can draw him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, And they you know, give a 3D. Get your little mini of they, your... They'd give me a sculpture. Yeah. No, that'd be it. That that would be because I mean that's part of the future. Yeah, I mean, one, I mean, because one of the characters I made, I made a Kenku, and trying to find a Kenku mini was brutal. Want to explain what a Kenku is? Uh, Kenku is a um, anthropomorphic um, crow. It's a little humanoid crow, and I mean they only had I only found like two or three, and two of them were out of print. They just yeah. you know they just didn't. I mean, when, you, molds when you go to buy minis, you usually have to just suck it up yeah. and get something that's pretty close. Well, yeah, when you guys came over to play and I actually had to find a mini for myself, like, I mean, I, I went and just got a rabbit quick action figure that I, you know, it yeah. doesn't represent the game at all, but uh, I was like, well, I guess Common Rider will work for this. And, you know, like, <laughs> Crystal, like, here, here you go, you could be Sailor Moon, you know, but it would be nice if I had, you know, like, the character. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like regular minis are great, especially like you know what we were saying—the monster minis and things like that. That's awesome, but when it comes to characters, you really want something personal. personalized. Yeah. So, and that's something that I just really, you know, I'm hoping to see in the future. Oh, I mean, technology's taking us there for for all of it. Just totally thought of a solution here. I mean, like one thing that we can also do. I mean, it's something that's becoming popular is augmented reality. So essentially, you could just have a token that you place down, and then you put your iPad... No, I don't want a token. No, I don't want that. You don't want to see a 3D That 3DS nonsense? No, not at all. I don't want really? it. Really? Not no. at all. I, I thought that was kind of... I want something tactile that I can touch and paint. I, I, well, I, don't, I don't want that 3DS nonsense. Well, I guess the, the only reason why I would be hesitant towards that mm -hmm. is because now I'm not... I'm, I'm having to, to experience the game from my tablet. Rather than yeah, like with, with that with that situation, you essentially be kind of looking through your device all the time. Yeah, yeah and then would you have another? Be... Would you have your, you know, tablet over here as well? I mean, you're ending up taking more room than you normally would. Well, no, no, I, no, I don't just, think with a tablet. No, because you you just hold. Well, it. Where's like, your character sheet? Your uh, character also on the tablet. Phone. Yeah. It's just you, you could you could make a system to where you could manage all of that. I just thought it'd be kind of neat to actually see your character and see it move. Like, see, like it's neat, but I don't want to have to do it through a screen mm -hmm. that I have to kind of hold up. 
No, no, no. I agree. It's it's not it's not the like if, if there was some kind of like neat standard animation that would come up, like when you make an attack or cast a spell, you get a little animation on your screen well, or or on the surface. We have, we have the start of augmented reality now, where we have to have devices. You know, mm-hmm. like a hold up this, but I mean, I know later on down the line we're eventually. Oh yeah, it's, it's all gonna in a fucking you know your glasses you just put on, and suddenly like you know we're playing a game and the table has like fucking vines and <laughs> shit all over it, and you're like, this is really cool, you know. Well, but look look at the look at the risk of that. So if if a gaming company let's say Wizards of the Coast, yeah, yeah, you know, comes out with let's say fifth edition, right? With fifth edition, you know, they're gonna do this relaunch. So not only do they have to do a new role playing game line. But then they have to uh, either uh, in-house it or out uh, or, or commission outsource. it, outsource it to have another company do all of their rendering, their um, the programming of it. It's a lot to invest in a new system that you're not even sure if it's going to be successful. But you know what? If, like you've what? Got, if you've got a, a hook table? like that, I'd I'd be really interested. If if you if you if Fifth Edition came out and it had all this accessibility. To uh, to you know your personal tablets, uh, to the Microsoft Surface, I would be really interested, and I'd be really willing to put down some good money to try that out. Because essentially, that is the next stage. Mm-hmm. You know, until you go into that world, you're kind of just still pen and paper. Well, what your risk would be is if the if the system, well, if it sucks, sucked. Yeah, but I mean. Well, you know, you, you go to 5th edition and they change their rules and you don't like it. Then it sucks and you're still out. You're out less money. But the company's out less as well. They're not having to already have outsourced all this money into programming. Um, and the other risk, too, is you end up you end up going to the point where, like, programming ends up dictating gameplay as opposed to... That's true. That's true. But when you put uh, enough um, real work into the game like that... Uh, then, you know, you've got... I mean, you, you don't just rush through it. This is essentially what's happening with uh, the the Star Wars Old Republic. Like, this is a game in development for, like, five years, and we still don't really have a street date for it. It's because they want to make sure that the new things that they're implementing, like the... Um, the, Companion the, 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 the companions... Up? The um, the their ship with all the people that do you know while you're while you're doing other things they're doing the, missions as well. What's the Bioware thing? With, oh, the, the dialogue. The chart. dialogue. The dialogue chart. They want to make sure that the new things that you haven't seen in an MMO before really work 100. percent And when you get that game, it is as flawless as possible. Well, I think that 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 even okay. So they're just going from the video game aspect. Yeah. And I think partly, if the impression that I get from you two is correct, is you're almost wanting that same kind of... Innovation. Innovation put into a company that deals with role-playing games, tabletop games. There's a big difference, because this is what I want, and I'll tell you exactly what I want. I want to have a system to where... Mason, your guys, you know, Mason could come and he could narrate a story. And the, he's, the the system is not there as like this is the way it works. Mason is taking that system as just building blocks and building a world for us. Mm-hmm. But that's what I want. I that's don't, the way things are now. Well, no, in a, in a in a further way because we have like Dragon Age Origins, right? The video game. But so you want them to Minecraft us a world? <laughs> I want to experience a world in a different way than just strictly pen and paper. I want something to where I'm just getting the same experience. 
as the pen and paper, but with a little bit of innovation to where it's kind of moving it to the next level to where I don't have to. Right, so again, are you wanting? A, do you want a DM to Minecraft a world? Not well. That, that, that that's a bigger. That would thing. be. That would be. I mean, when you well, when you reference Minecraft, you're talking about a lot of time. But you want it. You you want visualization to the best of its ability. I, I would like like they have it for Dragon Age. They made a system where you can make a dungeon. You know, I just would like to take that to the next level to incorporate it with the 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 richness of these tabletops because there's a lot of so you're having so you know like I'm saying now you're having a publishing company that now has to make sure that their intellectual property integrates well with a virtual system that is easily programmable to customize the worlds that people want to create and I think when the when you have an original concept and the, and the original quote unquote foundations of gaming is guess what you can have seven dice a character sheet and a book and make worlds upon worlds and now having having that I, I think that that would be great I just think it's a it's it's almost like a car company making food well like no nah, I don't no, think it's that this far is the way I look at it I, you guys there's a game out there it's called Little Big Planet. The, the idea was to create, build, play. And they have a centralized storyline that you can play through that's fun and dandy, or if you want to, you can take the building blocks that they give you and create your own worlds. And what ends up happening in a situation like that is somebody pushes the limits to that world, and then they have to then take that and implement it and take it to the next level to where this thing is evolving or you know becoming something new and something greater as opposed to just staying in its, like... In this box, because I mean, say like D and D did do this, like it did, you know, come out and start implementing this kind of more of a, you know, a bigger world type of thing. I mean, you could get Xbox players, PS3 players, you could get PC players. You could really open this up to everybody, to where it's not just, you know, a tabletop thing. It it really branches it out to a lot more. I, I just I feel like it's a lot. It's a lot bigger than you know. It, it's it's a, it's a thing that can become a lot bigger. You know, to me, it would it would almost. It, it would defeat the purpose of the social aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it would, but play it as you like it. It's the, it's the point. Dude. But the thing is, is I mean, like, I mean, look at DDL, DD Online. Okay. I mean, it's it's you know there there are already there's already a game out there like this. It's just not open to every single platform. No, but no, no, that's, no, no. that's he, not what I'm talking about. He's though. he's talking about. Creating your own world, not taking the D and D world, and you have to write a story in it. He's saying, you know, okay, D and D gives you trees, water, a valley, and you 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 put them in any order you but want. But that's not what happens. But why not? No, no, why not? He, that's an example. That it's strictly an example it's, because that's what Little Big Planet does. I mean, essentially, you have building blocks, build something, and do what you want with it. They don't have the only thing they say is that these are the way the physics work. I think I, I think what I'm getting confused about is, do you want people making video games? No, he wants visuals to it. He wants a more in-depth visual rather than a map or yeah. Well, or we was like this. I mean, we went to uh, Kingdom Con. There was a guy selling cards, and they had on the cards they had little printed like because we've seen the the graph chart that you guys make, you know, yeah. Yeah. the whiteboard. But he had cards that basically fit those little graph pieces and adds grass. It looks like grass. But but we have those. Wait, no, I mean that's like three D grass. No, 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 no. it's, it's, just it's not new technology. But, but we have this. We have know, these. It's, it's new to Andrew. Oh, okay. We, you know, we we have those. We have like dungeon blocks and things like that. And well, yeah, I understand that. But I'm saying, like, in a more, I would I would like a more 
rich visual than just than than just he the wants like a gaming interactive visual, correct? Sort of, but I, I I still want the flexibility of the DM because that's what I like the best about D and D was the fact that it's your guys' storyline. It's yeah. not Bioware's or D and D. It's it's your guys' story that I'm participating in with just the you know the rules of D and D that I got to follow. The only thing that would be hard locked are the rules. Uh, the setting is completely do customizable whatever, yeah, to each want. DM. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking yeah, about. I think the only the the closest thing uh, to that would be the top view that D twenty Pro has, or like Inferno has, or things of that nature. Yeah. I think, although that could be a, a possible future uh, for tabletop gaming, I don't I don't see it as being uh, the future. I think I, it would hinder from the game. I think you know there would be. I think there would be, like, focus on, you know, okay, well, this, you know, you're going from, like, because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing, like, doing this, you know, doing this on a screen and then going back to the table, doing this on screen and then going back to a table. Well, no, I mean, a lot of it's pre-programmed. The DM makes yeah. all this and uploads it to, I mean, it's let's just say the Microsoft Surface. Yeah, it's a lot more prep. Let's just say he uploads it to the Microsoft Surface. You just have your character sheet, and when you show up to the table, you sync in. And then essentially, you know, that's it. You put your physical character on top of the screen and it recognizes this is Derek Kaldemeyer. So anything that happens to this, uh, you know, this figure happens on this sheet. But all the graphics on top of the surface, you know, this is difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. This is water of this depth. These are trees for cover. These are all things that you could make. Fog of war. I mean, that would be awesome too. (laughs) Um, and it would have, you know, all the presets, you know, okay, well, he's going to cast this spell. This cast, this spell has a zone. This zone yeah, is this big. I get it. And so, you know, you cast... And I don't think this is like... From, your, from your tablet. I don't think this is something that's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. I don't Ooh, think it's going to happen in five yeah. years. I think Prep this is... time for DMs is going to be ridiculous. And, I mean, when you get players that, like, derail your well, stuff... No, because you know what? When a player derails you, it's story-wise. Yeah. And it... it well, it's mostly story-wise. Unless Sometimes. Unless they're an ass, um, or or a dick. If they're a dick or an ass, then you know, then you got to change things. Um, but really, I mean, I think there's no choice in the future. I'd say fifty years, maybe. Like physical physical books and and pen and paper is going to be practically archaic. At the speed technology increases now. I don't think archaic. I don't think print's going to go away that badly. I think it will. Yeah, it's going to be gone. And like in twenty, you said twenty-five years. Fifty. He said 50. fifty. I mean, fifty. It's not going to exist. Print's not going to exist at all. Nothing's going to get printed. There'll be shit printed, um, but it's not going to be like wild. It's it's not going to be as right now. I'm not it's saying, still I'm kind not of saying the books main, are going to be all over the place, but I'm saying printed materials are. still It's going to be replaced as the main form of consumption for yeah. these for these well, things. Okay, uh, look, look at look at music. CD productions are far less and more oh, yeah. digital downloads. So CDs are also, I mean, the the whole format is gonna is gonna change. And same thing with books. You're gonna have more people reading through tablets or other devices. Or oh, no. mental chips. I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not saying that that things that, that that's. I'm just saying print alone is not gonna go away. Printing it's, books, yes, but print will be around. It will, but it's not gonna be like it's gonna be in a different form. I yeah. feel. I feel we're gonna like. Instead of posters, we're going to probably have LCD screens. You know, like shit like that. Where, you know, it, that, that's that's of course in the fifty year mark. I'm not talking like. You know. I'm, I'm thinking of Back to the Future yeah, too. With the, with the shark. Oh, that shark looked terrible. But like, uh, like the the window screens that had you know artificial views and 
drop yeah. down fruit and um <laughs> well i think it's definitely gonna gonna devise i mean i'll be an 80 year old man that's gonna be like i remember when we had polyhedrals and and i had a grid they're like, shut up, Grandpa. You know, it, it's yeah. It, it could definitely uh, go down that avenue. And Andrew is a twenty first century man living fifty years behind his time. I, I, you know, I just I want I want I basically I want to make sure that if it does go down that path, that D and D is preserved to its original intent because that's something that I feel is most important. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think um, a digital revolution will uh, really as long as these companies don't. Uh, hold on to with a death grip of you know um, old practices like pen and paper eventually pen and paper is going to be uh, obsolete as long as they don't hold on to those and they adapt to the technology in the future then really all you're talking about is telling a story and that's been done for thousands and millions and quajillions of years. If it's by Fireside or if it's by the iPad. Quajillions of years. One thing interesting too is you also have console games that are actually going into the tabletop realm uh, or the board game realm. Yep. Uh, case in point, Fantasy Flight um, did their uh, game for Gears of War, and you know it got a lot of good reviews. Dragon Age went from the console and PC on over to a full fledged role playing game. You need Mass Effect, damn it now! <laughs> so I actually find that to be interesting because twenty years ago it was the it was the flip. You know, you had D&D being made into, you know, um, your uh, Atari 8-bit, you know. But the Commodore 64. <laughs> God, yeah. I feel so fucking old now. The Virtual Boy. Um, you know, but but boy. it's... I find it interesting that there's that flip that the consoles are actually kind of coming over to the tabletop. And, you know, you could say that that speaks to the volumes of our economy. A lot more people are getting into... More entertainment, at least that can be that has a lot of replay value, mm-hmm. uh, and so that speaks to video games, tabletop games, board games, puzzles, yeah. whatever. I do like, um, I like seeing. I mean, I like seeing a lot of the uh, a lot of the video game trailers on TV now, and a big reason why is I like seeing um, older generations' reactions to that. <laughs> um, I know my mom loves she, like any time a video game trailer comes on. She literally just gets pissed off. She doesn't understand it. And I, you know, I try to explain to her. I was like, Mom, more people come home and play video games than they do to watch, like, television shows or things like that. I mean, it's, you know, then in the past. So commercials for these things make sense. She's, she's you know? angry that, that airtime is given to a, to no, a video No, she's game. angry because, uh, you know, a commercial will start and she thinks it's a movie. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then she finds it's a video game and it's just like, fuck you! Ah, again! <laughs> God damn it! Cheese and crackers! He's like, that would have been a great movie! Well, what you find is weird because I think video games don't get a whole lot of marketing in terms of commercial-wise. Only unless they're your big boys. Yeah. You know, yeah, your, yeah. your Halos, the, the your Assassin's Gears of War. Creed. Assassin's um, Creed. The Assassin's Creed um, trailer, or the, you know, the, the preview. When that came on TV and Mom saw it, she was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> it's a game. She was furious. It was so funny. We should make her play it and video we should. Oh, yeah, that's a real good we idea. Should. I love that. Game. I don't understand. Which button do I press? No, but I, but I think um, I would like to see a lot more mm-hmm. PC and, and console games go to tabletop, and I'd also like to see... Um, just I don't I, honestly I don't think that's the direction it's actually going in. I don't think um I don't think consoles and computers are picking up 
tabletop RPGs. I think tabletop RPGs are picking up consoles and PCs. Yeah, it's not like the game maker themselves were like, hey, let's make a tabletop. Yeah, tabletop Se- Sega didn't like, go to, to, to D&D and say, hey, we want to make a... Uh, board game. <laughs> we we, we want to make a role-playing game. D&D goes to, to Sega and says, hey, we want to make... We want to take our game to a new format. Because, I mean... You're the, saying the, using, the, using game platforms as, like, a campaign setting. Well, I mean, essentially everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and currently, like, Dragon Age into a, uh, an RPG. Now, like, for that, I think, uh, that example, you're right. Because they, yeah, they're already in that. technology. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we, we essentially built this entire world that we can just throw some rules on and go on to uh, a, t- a tabletop and just... You know, join a new um, yeah, Dragon Age format. Was, Dragon Age was kind of a game, and I, I told it to Derek. I said, uh, Dragon Age was the game that made me understand D&D. <laughs> because essentially, Dragon Age and, like, Knights of the Old Republic, that it's just D&D with graphics. That's all it really is. Like, everything, like, the you know, the dexterity, the constitution, all the shit. I mean, it was very rigid and very, like, to me, it was very overwhelming at first. But then I understood it because I played the character and saw how he reacted. I saw, like, hey, I'm not putting enough stuff in my dexterity. My double-wielder guy is sucking ass. You know, like, shit like that to where it starts, I get the visual representation. So seeing Dragon Age go to the tabletop, it made sense to me because it almost was was just D&D, but just visualized. Well, and and I guess it surprises me uh, from the impression that I get that very few people go from consoles to tabletop whenever the terminology is really the same. You gain a level, gain experience, yeah. get new abilities, yeah, move on, hit points, you, you know, whatever. It's, it's, the, I think the it's, lingo and terminology is. I, th- I think it's just like anything, really. I mean, we have people that, some people like comic books, some people can't take the comic book seriously, but when they watch it in a animated series, they're totally hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I, I think it's just what media, like, grabs you. Like, for me, Dragon Age grabbed me because of the, you know, the voiceover and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I saw that there were similarities between what you guys were doing in your D&D sessions that it kind of made sense. It kind of was like, oh, well, I can get that, but I just need to imagine more, you know? <laughs> Use your brain. Yeah, well, it's like it's like reading a comic book. I mean, do you guys read? You guys all read comic books. Do you guys give characters voices it's a in comic a comic book? book? Yeah. Do you actually give them full-fledged? Do you act it out in your head? Yeah. I never used to do that. Why? Because I visualized everything in my head enough that I got the gist of things, and I got the emotionality, but I never put such a, a, a richness into, like, a character to where I have a particular voice. You like, just kind of, like, accepted what was in front of you. Your brain cliff noted it. Not you cliff note. note. No, you cliff note. Not cliff note. <laughs> it, it, just, it just didn't take it to the, to the full, full extent that you could take it. Like, I had voices in my head, but they weren't, like, I didn't stop and, like, take it panel by panel to really, like, to me, I started making, this is something recently I've been doing because I've been rereading a whole bunch of series, where I'm taking that character, I'm like, how would I voice, like, how would I voice act that character? Now, I have a question. How much longer does it take you to read things now that you're doing this? A lot fucking yeah. longer. This is why you read so fast as opposed to some of the rest of us because, you know, or at least before you started doing this. But it's it's interesting because it's it's taking it to the degree of actually giving it a cinema a cinema feel in my mind, mm-hmm. as opposed to just seeing everything in my mind and accepting it. It's just like really taking the direction of like how would I like taking me and putting myself in there, mm-hmm. as opposed to just accepting what the artists are showing me, what the writers are telling me. 
kind of giving my own take on like how would I voice act? Like how would I? Now that you started doing this, like do you do you feel that you understand books better, storylines better? No? no. Okay, I'm just curious. It actually it causes a little bit more confusion at times. Do you have an easier time acting out your characters? Like, like if if okay, if you're placed in a situation, yeah. every once in a while, I'll do a session. I'll be like, okay, guys, just let you know, everything is in character. There is no out of character discussion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't do that often. But it doesn't work well when there's role problems and you just things like that. Well. But um, you know, so if I was to have a session like that, yeah. do you find that that would be a lot harder for you? Um, it depends because there's there's one aspect as we did the uh, the western thing. <laughs> oh God! God. The Sorry, this is a closed session. The larping, the western larping, and I for a minute there was getting really into it until there was you know you remember when you're a kid and you're playing and you had that character your friend was like let's pretend we're orphans. And you're like we do something different. We've done the orphan thing like a, we're orphans and our parents are dead. That that's the definition of an orphan. You know, I understand that. Can we can we branch out a little bit? Like like to where she came up asking retarded questions to the point where you're like, really? You know, you know what's going on here. Can we try to do a different approach and this you know, instead of being like, hmm, things seem mighty strange in these parts. <laughs> no shit, it seems strange. Someone just got shot right in front of you. It's raining oh, so hard sake. we can't leave the room. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a degree of role play that you know kind of just yeah. doesn't. It, it just makes things drag on. Yeah, yeah. You know, the how's that food obvious. you're eating? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, stupid shit. I'm like, if they're not stupid questions like that, I'm fine. Because I was into it. For th- there was a moment where I was like. Fucking western guy, got shit going down. I got, be I got awesome. a gun and a hat. Yeah, I got a gun. I was really excited. I had the gun hat. I was kind of getting into it, and then she's like, "Hmm, things are mighty strange in these parts." Just right there, poof, I'm out. And I'm like, "God damn it!" I was actually enjoying this until you, bitch. I will cap you with my fake gun in the face. Hey, you still pistol whip him real weird. Yeah. Will uh, real? I'll show you strange. <laughs> What? That's what you do in those situations. You go up to that person that's doing that, and you just shoot them, and you're gone. I can have fun now. But, but I mean, that that's kind of my feeling, though, is I, I feel like D&D like, has the opportunity with a new generation to actually grow. And I don't. I want to see it grow because, like, I have to say, like, me trying to get into D and D has been extremely hard from a you know pocketbook extent. I go to Barnes and Noble and I'm just like, okay, let's go to the D and D section. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, where do I start? It's like you know the DC universe. It's like you have you know a thousand issues of Batman. You're like, yeah. well, how am I supposed to jump in? But if there was something to where I could get into it, in the sense that everything could be on an iPad or something to where like I don't have to buy revisions of books or you know something mm-hmm. hey we're going to throw up a new thing oh we just edited what you had well you, that happens no matter what there's errata and what no but if the book was digital then you could essentially download an update oh, and I now your pdf is up to date that's well, that's yeah, that would be rad yeah but i mean it, it would help if i just had the knowledge the knowledge I will give you the knowledge. You'll sir. give you some knowledge. I will give you some knowledge. Oh. The Laird of Lore, we're about to throw down some knowledge. All right. So once again, kids, uh, send your responses to comicissues at gmail dot com, and once the, those uh, answers are good for fifty points, and if you want to see what those points can be used towards, you can go to the page, uh, our page, family page, our page, family, family, family page. Yeah. Yeah. Where Yes. Family friendly. Yeah. It more is family friendly. More than these podcasts. Because we love you. Yeah, these are explicit podcasts. Uh, the giveaways are very friendly. Number four. All right. 
Uh, go to pixelatedgeek.com slash giveaways, and um, you can see what your points can be used towards there. So the question of the day is, with Pathfinder's new release of Pathfinder Battle Minis, what is the name of the first line set to launch in December? So once again, send your responses to comicissues at gmail.com, and good luck to everybody. Sounds like a toughie. But you know how you just dropped some knowledge on me? I got some knowledge for you. You do. Yes, I do. Because this week we have a great featured artist that's coming out. Uh, the artist of Plume, which I don't know if everyone's reading that webcomic. I think it's pretty fantastic. I'm on it. You're on it? Yeah. yeah I'm hungry good. for more. Yeah, I too. I've been waiting. Uh, but I got a chance to interview Carrie Smith. Carrie! Carrie! Um, but anyway, I've got a chance to sit down and interview her. So that interview will be up this week for a featured artist for August. Sweetness! It's very cool. Um, yeah, I've been I've been keeping up. The art is really uh, fantastic. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's it's very cool, and the, and the story is just starting. There's not you know years of, of backlogs to try and read. You can definitely catch up and uh, be up to date on the story. You can be up to date with comic issues just by liking us at Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can follow us there. You can always. Keep up to date at the website, and that's www.comic-issues.com. And one of the other cool places where you can keep all the updates, too, your YouTube channel. We got the YouTube. Got the YouTube. Still got uh, videos, you know, still trinkling in from, oh, from cons. A couple things, couple things left. Yeah. Um, you can, so of course, you can subscribe there at YouTube. Uh, if you're interested in our monthly renders, you can watch our DeviantArt Comic Issues group, if you have the profile. Of course, those are always posted everywhere else. And feel free to always participate with all of our monthly renders. This year is the comic book character in this, specific this, this anime. Month. Hmm? This month. That's what I said, this month. No, you said, said this, this year. year. Oh. No worries. Whatever. This month for August. Oh, this is so cool. It's comic book characters in specific anime settings. So we're putting Wolverine in Naruto. We're putting are Batman we? in... Eh, somebody might want to do it. I'm just throwing it. Oh, okay, out. exactly. Batman right. and Rurouni Kenshin. Sure. Why not? You can always uh, participate with any any monthly render. You can do that by emailing us at comicissues at gmail dot com. Um, and just a, a short little reminder: today is the last day for the Doctor Mew contest. Ooh. If you have not shared the link from the the website, retweeted the phrase that's on the article, then you're not going to win. <laughs> all you got to do, all you got to do, share that link, retweet, and those are two entries. Two and separate tell us chances your doctor. to win. Tell us your doctor. On Facebook, we got a running conversation of who your favorite doctor is. Ten is still winning. So just uh, go ahead and let us know. Participate and win. Eccleson's, come, come. We got to beat out tenets. Nah, Eccleson's good, but. He's no tenant. I want Eccleson to win. I would, I would be tenant Smith Eccleson. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not me. Nope. Not me. So that's going to finish it up for this week. Uh, be sure to uh, come back around next Wednesday for another fun times here at the table with the Comic Issues crew. My name's Anthony Silva. I'm Darren Caldwell. Hey, I'm Andrew. Derek. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah.